Happy New Year and welcome to episode 212 and season 5 of the Provo Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. This episode is on dismantling white supremacy through education. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve because for me 2020 has been one of the most illuminating years of my life. I've travelled through so much. I think if you probed all of my writing, all of the podcasts I recorded this year, and conducted some sort of seance between Miss Marple and Poirot, you might get a sort of a sense of how things have built and formed and been dismantled in my mind for me. I listened to a book in April, which I hated. I'd run out of audible credits. I probably wouldn't have continued with the book if I'd had anything else to listen to. It was called Man on the Mountaintop. But it gave me a new acceptance of my isolation in a way. And of the place that I work from. And over the last few weeks, I've had an experience which has slotted the last pieces of the jigsaw into place that I think I've been making now for about 12 years. Probably longer. But it'll be 12 years at the end of January since I started my own school. And in a funny way, I've never felt that anything was big enough. Yes, I know that I've helped a lot of people. I'm endlessly grateful for their emails and for their acknowledgement. As sometimes I think I'd feel like I've done nothing if it wasn't for those messages that I get. But I've never wanted to be a mentor or a teacher or a literacy expert or an expert on dyslexia. I strove so much to not be put in a box. And I've never wanted to create a system in education where you accommodate one type of person and there's some sort of idea that by doing that you've accommodated everybody. I don't want people to change or fit in. I think everything I've done so far has been about my understanding and about my learning. I remember that I once wrote to Apple after an iOS update a number of years ago now. And I didn't write in terms of the percentage of people with dyslexia that their update had affected because I, I couldn't I couldn't see or read my phone anymore. I remember including all of the statistics on visual impairments at the time, the number of people that would be affected by what they had done. And in the next update, they fixed four out of my six issues, and eventually, over time, they would fix all six, and they would introduce black backgrounds as an option on all all iOS devices, which was life-changing. And at the time, I simply wanted to be able to use my phone. I wanted to be able to use it to the best of my ability and to make less mistakes. But I appeal to them in a larger context in order to, for them to see the value in doing that. And I think that there's a trap that we fall into in thinking in the numbers game, that we somehow have to accumulate a new majority in order for people to listen. But this isn't what's wrong with the system. And, And by accumulating a new majority, you don't actually change anything. And I think I've known that for a long time. I think it's been one of the reasons why I've been focusing on the individual 
and the individual remaining as an individual and not needing to be accommodated by anybody, but being able to grow into wholeness themselves. And it's the whole construction of the education system that is deeply flawed. It's as if it's been teleported from the top down. It's not built, it's imposed. And in many ways, I now see with great clarity why literacy when it's coupled with intelligence and status has massive implications for humanity. It's not merely about appealing to a certain percentage of people or trying to add together smaller percentages to make it an amount that you feel you should deal with. Or even reading recently in a June Jordan book where she implied a problem that is a black problem will eventually become a white problem when she was talking about the literacy levels and the critical thinking levels of students starting university. And it's quite fascinating when we jump around the globe, we think there's about 10% of people with dyslexia, and then there's easily another 10% with other learning difficulties. But if I go to South Africa, the black population is overwhelmingly over 80% of the region. If I go to the north of Ireland, it's almost a 50-50 split between the Catholics and the Protestants. If I go to America, there's 13% black people. And then we start to add in the other races because we think that that will make the conversation seem better somehow. But what I've ultimately realized is that there are so many assumptions made about wholeness and supremacy and so much ingrained pain that I've realized as a white person that even when I admire a black person and they seem so whole and they've gone through so much to be in that wholeness and to create it for themselves and done such a journey and one I admire so much that if I reach out and offer to support them as a white person, they will still ultimately think that I'm trying to dismantle them on some level or that neither of us can be equal. And it's an extraordinary thought because it never crossed my mind. I just assumed that we could be equal. But in a way, for the black person, I never can. I can never be good enough. And that's the pain that needs to be healed. And that's the pain that white supremacy and education creates. As soon as someone reads my psychological report, they don't think that I'm capable of being in the room. But I have the luxury of hiding that from everybody and of finding ways to work which is ultimately what I do for everybody else. But when we start to look at white supremacy and we start 
to look at the systems. I've gone on about this in other podcasts earlier this year. They don't have the luxury of hiding from the biases. They don't have the luxury of hiding a part of themselves. They don't ever get a day off or they don't ever truly get to stand on the other side. And that's a big deal to try to work on as a white person. But I have also realised over the last few weeks that maybe it has to be a white person that dismantles some of this system, that gets it on some deep level, having been subjected to it, but is not prepared to play the games like I did with Apple to have my phone usable. I'm not prepared to compromise. I'm not prepared to ask to be accommodated. And I'm certainly not going to think that anyone else needs to be accommodated. I think they need more. It's shocking to realize as a white person that when you offer support, no matter how secure the person is, their first thought is that you somehow want to take their power away. And that shows you just the level of challenges and the level of pain to be healed and just what a journey we have to take. So yes, welcome to season five while we dismantle white supremacy through education. I've no idea how this will unfold. But I finally feel like I have a purpose and I have something big enough to do with everything that I've experienced and learned. So let's begin.